my top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first-timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. Don't worry about change-ups. The cast won't break up. Even with that million-dollar contract, show up a stand-up guy who's a stand-up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the act? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lamberth, recording this on Sunday, September 17th, 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Give this show a five-star review. Let everybody know why you like it, because it's simply the right thing to do. And if you would like to take your love and appreciation of this show to an even deeper level, go over to patreon.com slash mundane festival and subscribe. It's three bucks a month for hours and hours and hours of bonus content. This is episode 675. There's no guest. It's just me sitting here in my apartment giving you a late edition of the show. My apologies for everyone who wanted to get this thing at 12.01. I apologize. I had a busy week. I talked about it in the uh, on Patreon. Uh, so it's busy. I'm catching up. I'm back, getting back to you all. And I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be delivering you another high-quality podcast for your listening pleasure. Before we get into that, I want to read a five-star review. This is a five-star review from Sweets underscore 007. Her title is his or her title, or they. They say, love it. Chris is such an amazing storyteller, and I look forward to his updates on life, comedy, dating, movies, etc. It's like having a convo with a friend. Five stars. Well, thank you, sweets underscore 007. I did not write that. <laughs> so, but th- thank you. That was very sweet of you and nice. Um, I'm happy that you are enjoying the show. I see that Siri is trying to listen to whatever I'm saying and trying to interrupt the show early on. Now, I talked for almost an hour recording the Patreon episode and she didn't come up. I'm just waiting and waiting for her to interrupt. I do not need you, Siri. Please do not do this to me. This is... All right. Whatever. I'll just... Maybe I'll edit this part out. I don't know. But for the most part, it's been... Every time I do these... I didn't get that. No, Siri. Could you try again? No. Stop it. Every time I do these, when I have a guest, and it, it gives me more stuff to save in the bank to talk to you all about. So I've had a pretty good string of comedy shows in the past few weeks. And I've, I've, I've been very thankful to do those every time I get to go into the city or go somewhere and do some stand up and try to make strangers laugh from my desire to be accepted on my terms and the way that, I would like to be viewed sometimes. (laughs) So that's been good. I want to shout out uh, Frank Hablawi, Darren Patterson, and John Minus. Thanks to those guys for having me on the non-productive comedy show over at Just Jakes and Montclair NJ. That was so much fun. It was good to see uh, uh, comics that I hadn't seen in a minute. And it's just good to, it's always good to be around your, your peers slash colleagues and it's just to have 
what they call fellowship in the church community. Uh, I really had a great time. I closed out that show. It got to the point where it was a little weird in some places because one of the comics I do, I've never met before brought uh, her mother and her mother was interrupting uh, during the show. And then one of, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to keep it at that level for now. So I was, I'm just going to keep it there. It got kind of weird. They eventually left before I got on stage. It got kind of weird before I got on stage and John Minus was hosting, who I think is a good host. He's, he's really funny and dark. And so he's about to, he's bringing, he's getting ready to bring me up. And he's like, yeah, this guy, this next guy, he's a friend of mine. Well, I don't know if he's a friend. Maybe he is. I don't know. And then he starts to get, I was like, John, they don't care. And then I just get the mic. He brings me up. I get the mic. I just shit on him for like 30 seconds in a, in a good natured way. I was like, dude, we're friends. We did a benefit for you, dude. And I was on the show. We did like, you know, a fundraiser or something. I gave him shit and I was able to reset the room. And one of the, and I, I put this on Facebook as one of my most crowning achievements that I think that I've ever had as a comedian. One of them, it, it was, is one of them. I, so just Jake's, I think that they, I feel like they remodeled. I was there at the beginning of summer with some comics. It's actually JL, Darren and I, and, and Tommy, we went to, we were, we were there, uh, having lunch and we were just in the front room. We had a great time. Food's great there. And, uh, get there and it looks like they remodeled their back room because i hadn't done a show there probably in a in a year or so it's a fun show that i get to do like once a year um and I, it looked like they remodeled and it's really nice back there and they had this painting this like i don't know what you call it. i'm not an art critic or anything like that but it was just a, a cool hip artwork and i'm just noticing and i say to myself i just clock it and say that looks like something that would be in the intro of a Neil LeBute movie. Neil LeBute is a, a playwright and filmmaker. I would say one of my favorite things that he's done that I really know of is this film called uh, The Shape of Things. I feel like that's 2003. Oh my God, that's good. I, yeah, 2003. Wow. I'm good. I own that movie, but it was based on a play. And the the film stars uh, Paul Rudd and Rachel Weisz. Um, really, really good movie. It's really dark and it's 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 kind of fucked up once you get to. But it's it's a it's a good movie. Neil Neil LeBute's kind of like this art house type of guy. So I'm on stage and I'm riffing. I'm shitting on minus a little bit. And I said, yeah, so this is cool. I like how I feel like you guys, they remodeled here. And it looks like I'm doing stand-up in front of a a, a, a title card from a Neil LeBute movie. And the crowd fucking got it. It, it, just, it was just a night. It was just a reference that just kind of crushed. And it just felt so good. It was like, I was like, oh, my God. And I'm I like. I was like, oh, now I'm going to have fun. This is going to be a fun set. So I had a, I had a really fun set. But so then when I get home I, or the next day, I posted a picture. The homie uh, Gabe Pacheco took a pic of me on stage or whatever. And and, uh, and I just took that and, and said, let me see what I said. I, I want to see what I said because I I said something on the long lines of it. It was uh, had a really fun set or something. And uh, I made a Neil Labute reference or let me find it. Okay. This is what I said. I made a Neil LeBute reference last night that crushed. It might be one of the proudest moments I've ever had on stage. And <laughs> I get like all these likes. And um, it's just it's like 34 likes. It's it's a very obscure, like, it's an obscure reference. But then I, and, and so like, I think I might have said while I was on stage, it's like, oh yeah, it's it's Montclair. This is where they have the Montclair Film Festival. These are it's a it's a this is an affluent area. It's also a college town. 
so these people would get that. And but I wasn't even thinking that until after. It's like, oh yeah, this is Montclair. Like right after I said that, and then later on, I made like this reference that I thought would be good about about losing a loved one. That I I thought would be it was. It's like you lose a loved one, and it's like you have to live the rest of your life like you're on all Madden, and no like nobody. There's like actually in this this picture of me on Facebook, there's a guy in a Dan Marino jersey, but that didn't do anything. And I was like, oh, damn, y'all don't get Madden? And so it's like, fuck. Um, uh, And so I was like, okay, Montclair, because you guys probably don't give a shit about football as much as other towns, but it was, um, you could be up one moment and then down the next. But th- that was really fun. So that was a fucking fun night. That was the beginning of football. Uh, the Chiefs uh, lost. I think they'll be okay. I think maybe Travis Kelsey's coming back. As I'm recording this, I'm not sure. This is like 10.30 a.m. that I'm doing this uh, episode recording. You'll get it soon. Um, so it was just a fun night. And it was just a fun Thursday night show. I... I would have eaten there, but I had had dinner, and I'm trying to be a, a better boy, I'm trying to be a good boy. The fascinating thing about this was the fact that people that I went to high school with, like, I don't know that they, it's not, I went to a, a prep school, I went to a college prep school. Some These kids are fucking smart. Some of them are doctors and all this shit. They went went to really good schools and stuff. I just don't peg them. Like, the the people that I went to theater school with, of course, they're going to get it. Uh, some, you know, just the people that liked it. Some people that, you know, I'm seeing mostly comedian. I'm seeing comedians, some actor people, some people that I went to college with. Uh, my my professor from undergrad, my theater professor liked it. He would he would I'm sure he would know that. And some other people would. But there's some people, a couple that like I went to high school with. I'm like, oh shit, did you guys got that? I don't think you guys watched Neil LeBute, but I think they were just like referring to me just saying, oh, I had a good set and they were being supportive. So I think that's what that was. But it it was just, that was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can describe it any better than I'm describing it, but that was just really fun where I don't know why the fact that shit hit as hard as it did, that made me feel fucking good. But I think the fact that it was just like a, it was an off the cuff thing, or was something that I decided would be funny, like we talk about on the on the pod a lot. When Andy Pitts was on, we were just talking about like, oh yeah, this guy, you're you're deciding that this is funny, and you're you're going with it, and it hits so hard. So that was great. But I got my comeuppance with that, trying to make a Madden reference. Um, but, uh, yeah, shit was, that was a fun night. So thanks to those guys. That was, uh, always, it's always a good time when you can just be 20 minutes away from where you live and do, do a set and just have a good, good time and then just go the fuck home and, uh, watch the rest of the football game. Um, so that was good. And then on Wednesday, I did the show in, crown heights called good girl and it was at it was at this place called friends and lovers and i had been there before before the pandemic this show's run by molly brenner and laura merrily and uh that was fun now i drove that's in it's all the way in brooklyn and i went to brook i went to that area like the brooklyn long island city area three times in in three days in a week in the over the course of a week um at they send the line they usually send the lineups before the show and one of them was like yeah you know it's kind of light but you know we'll rebook you i was like oh shit i drove all the way out there and there's not going to be a show but but there was a show people started trickling in as the show started and i had a good time it was really fun uh so shout out to uh Molly and Laura, that was that was really fun, and it's a weekly show that they do on Wednesday nights uh, in in Brooklyn at Friends and Lovers. So it was it was fun to get to do that. I feel like I'm I'm getting back 
back into the mix, slowly getting back in the mix, slowly, methodically trying to have good good sets and meet new people. It's um, It was really, really, really fun. And then on um, Thursday, no, Friday, I went to, I had a show at the Cobra Club, which is in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, Bushwick, Brooklyn is like, I was talking about this on, on Patreon, how that's the new Williamsburg. That's the new place that has NBA All-Star Weekend for white people energy. It was popping. I stopped to get something to eat in, in Bushwick at this place. I talked about it on Patreon extensively. This place called No One in Bushwick. There's also one. The flagship location is in in, in, on, on Manhattan, in Manhattan in the East Village. So I, I, I went there. It was popping on a Wednesday night. It was insane. It was like, I was like, am I going to find parking? I was about to be, I was like having parking anxiety. Like, I'm not going to be able to find parking. I want to try this place. I want to try this place that I found out about on Instagram. And I want to try it. And I was I was about to, I was about to be in a mood if I couldn't find parking. So I found parking. It was about to close. Ate there. It's great. You should check it out. You should subscribe to Patreon so you can know what my thoughts are. I am going to post pictures of that on Instagram soon. So maybe at some point by the end of the week, you'll see those pictures um, of that place. So I went to Cobra Club from on the show live from outer space. Shout out to Micah Fox for booking me. Shout out to John F. O'Donnell. Uh, it was it was fun. Um, that's like a that's a cool spot, too. That's another place that I, I had performed at before um, the pandemic. And it's like this. It's a it's a like a hipster cool bar and they got this back room where they got this nice stage. You're elevated. It's just so fucking cool this back room. And uh it was so it was so good. I had fun. I was I stayed for the whole show. I'm trying to stay for more shows. I'm trying to not like do my set and then dip. The good thing is my day job is uh remote so i can at least be chill i can you know i don't have to worry about getting up and driving in the morning so i just really try to take all this shit in man as much as i can not saying i'm gonna stay after every show i do but the past few times i've done it it's been good i've i've I've, i just like like it a lot i love doing stand-up comedy and i love seeing other comics and love being around it uh possibly more than i did before I uh, just appreciate it a lot more, I guess. I reckon. Um, but that was a fun... It was fun because I'm getting to do stuff in front of younger people. And it's a good gauge of, like... I started off... Like, stuff that I've been doing for a bit. But starting it off, not trying to... Couch it in, like... I'm telling this story. And I'm going to get there... I did kind of take my foot off the gas when I said, I'm going to get to the laughs. I'm a professional. I shouldn't have said that. I should have just kept on with the story, but with what I was talking about and then just wait for the laugh. But that's what I've been doing um, the past couple times out and just committing to the bit and just like saying they're, they're going to ride with me. So I got I got them on board and it was just fun. I really I really like doing stuff in Brooklyn because it kind of keeps you it's just always good to just play as many rooms as possible but i noticed that for like when i'm doing stuff in front of younger people that i'm not changing who i am but i i'm at the same time trying to be relatable and they they seem to get me so that's always good so that's kind of what i'm striving for to just be around as many different people as possible cuz when you do the road you're getting people you are getting people that like paid money to see you. They have jobs. They have lives that they've lived. They've they've succeeded. They failed at things, so they've lived more of a life than and they can relate to you. But these young people, they haven't been hurt yet. You know, some of them. But it was really sweet that this one woman I, I was talking about uh, my dad, and she 
came to me after and said, I really appreciate that. I was like, oh, thank you. And so that was that was nice that I that you can connect with people that way. So really good few weeks of of doing really good stretch, a good stretch of of uh, summer comedy, you know, just just doing it. God willing, there'll be more coming up and um, I'll just tell you about them as as uh, they come. I'll post, I'll tweet, I'll I'll Instagram and all that good stuff. So hopefully I'm in the city more working on my C-R-A-F-T. Also, you can check me out on the latest in the conversation podcast. We did that last week with the homie uh, D Lemon. It was fun. Um, Always fun to talk to him on or off mic. So I always get to fill in for uh, for the great Ali Muhammad while he's on doing his thing. And um, yeah, I'll do it whenever I can. I'll, you know, I, I love it. It's great. So you can check me out there. Um, also this week, I went to the wedding of Jeff Cerulli, friend of the podcast, and uh, Nikki, Nikki Vargas. They got married. They've been together. I didn't know they were together as long as they were. For They were together 10 years. They got married at this place in Long Island City called The Foundry which is fucking beautiful. It's like you drive through like I it was such they got married on a Thursday, on a weeknight, or weekday. I don't think I'd ever been to a weekday wedding. But this one was really nice. I trekked through the fucking traffic, which was a a shit show. I found parking right in front of the venue. This is one of these these uh like Long Island City where you it's built it's been built up so much from since I've been here like for like going on 16 years um there used to be nothing out there now there's so much industry restaurants shops all these different places and it's so congested it's so hard to find parking I was there earlier in the week for something I had I couldn't find parking I had to find municipal parking park in a garage and then take a lift over to where I needed to be. It's, it's that crazy out there. Now traffic was a nightmare, but then you, I was, I lucked out on finding parking in front of the venue. And then you're just like, God damn this traffic shit. Fuck. You know all that. And then you go to this beautiful wedding in the midst of all that New York bullshit. It was an honor to be, at Jeff and Nikki's wedding. Um, it was so much fun. It was nice. Got to see comics I hadn't seen in a minute. And we were obviously sitting at the comics table, cracking jokes, talking, hanging out, eating, drinking. Uh, it was just, it, it's always like a good reminder to be around something like that. Um, yeah, it was just really nice to be a part of that and to see a lot of people and the, I mean, when they were reading their vows, Jeff, I mean, obviously Jeff is going to be funny, but his, his was really, it was really poignant. I'm at the age, or I think I'm just like my dad, where my dad, who was more of a tough guy than I was, than I am, he's more of a man's man than me, but I, my dad wasn't afraid to get emotional or tear up when something beautiful was happening. Like if somebody could sing really well he'd he'd tear up uh he was i still kick your ass or whatever it's like that that that's the toxic masculinity part of it all though but i got emotional out and i did when i went to um the homie brandon collins's wedding i i i think i full-on cried at that one it wasn't like (laughs) but it was just like fuck i didn't know that was coming I was like, oh, I'm going to my friend's wedding, you know, da 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 da. And then I'm like, <laughs> like the d- dad on that intervention, <laughs> intervention commercial. But I did tear up. And then you, you're like, you know, so Jeff's a, a writer. He's a comedian. He's funny and charming and everything. So I teared up on that. And then, and then Nikki starts reading her vows, and I'm just like, fuck. Like, she's a talented, you know, writer. She's a travel writer. It's just. It was really beautiful, man. It was it was great to be there. So it's it gives me hope. You can still find love in this world, and hopefully you can find uh, can find some love on the app. They found love on on uh, on dating apps, 
baby, I can too. Um, so it was it was fun. It was good to be a part of that. Uh, that was beautiful. What else, guys? NFL overload, my man, my God, my goodness. Oh man, wow. So I told you guys I paid for the NFL Sunday ticket and red zone. That shit's fucking amazing. It's also very overwhelming. Uh, They have this feature where you can watch four games at once in these little boxes. It's like the picture-in-picture type thing. Remember Magnavox had the picture-in-picture thing? He thought it was so cool. The way they do this thing is like you you can watch four games. And so there's like a set of... Eight games? I'm not 100%. At the 1 o'clock hour, there's 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 eight, I believe. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you can watch these games, and then you can click on one. Then you can also have your laptop open where you can have Red Zone going. And really, if you're if you're in a place where that, that's a lot of football. I'm not in fantasy football. I, I do not gamble. It that is it is a lot, but because I think for because for years I've just had red zone, and that was kind of enough. Red zone's almost enough, like where if you're watching your local team, and then you just switch back and forth to games, that's pretty good. But this is man, it's it's a lot. But it is it is fun. I was I was enjoying it. Um, I I just kind of watched football, and it was it was so much fun. I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna do it again because the last time I think I did talk about this on on here, the last time was about around 2005. I graduated from grad school. Directv had a deal. I don't think it was this as expensive as it is now. Um, but you got to think if you had season tickets somewhere, that's like a, that's a, a couple grand maybe, or is it even more? I'm not sure. I've been to people's, my old boss used to give me some of her, uh, season tickets, like regular season tickets. She'd give them to some people in the office. She, one time she gave me tickets. She would mainly give me tickets to preseason games, but one time she gave me a ticket to, uh, Bengals Giants Monday Night Football and that was pretty cool um it was so what was I saying so 2005 I got DirecTV that was I had DirecTV and they had NFL Sunday ticket I really didn't get to watch anything because I was in a play that had a Sunday matinee so I didn't really get to enjoy it so I do enjoy it I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an information overload, but there's some that won't play in your area cause it's, it, cause it's on like the local channel. So I've been trying to follow, I want to follow the bears. You know, I'm a black quarterback fan, but I think you kind of have to pick a team. There's so many at this point that you kind of ha- need to pick a team. So the bears are my team because of Justin Fields. And I like their I like their receivers. I'm using them in Madden. I I did buy Madden. I'll talk about that maybe. Uh, so I'm rooting for them. Uh, they didn't do well. the 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 Packers beat them. Um, I'm hoping that he these guys pan out to be good because I don't think Justin Fields needs to be running all the fucking time. He doesn't need to be running that much. Uh, so we'll see. So hopefully they, they do well. Um, I did get Madden. Um, I like it. I think it's fun. There's different nuances that they add every year. I'm not into all that create a player, mutt team, all that shit. Let me be players. I like, let me throw some bombs or let me get an interception. I want to be Patrick Mahomes and sling the ball around and stuff like that. That's that's enough for me. I also got NBA 2K24. I said, why not? You know, I felt like it was too much to pay 150 to get that uh, NBA League pass. I may get that because I don't have uh, 
cable anymore. Excuse me. So I'm, I may do that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But um, that's fun, too. I've never been the creative player guy. But this is what people who try not to be nerds, who say that they're not nerds, but they're really nerds, that's their Dungeons and Dragons. That's their Magic the Gathering. You create this player from scratch. You buy all this. You spend all this virtual currency. You do these endgame purchases. You dress this guy up so that you can play other people online. And you have a mastery of all the skills so you can be the best of the best when the best of the best has already been generated, like where you could be LeBron or KD or Dame Lillard or Giannis or Jokic or Luka. You can be all these dudes. So that never... I always thought these guys were... Like when I was a kid, I always thought those players were next level. So I never really had the... (laughs) I never really had the ego to really put myself in the game. So... Uh, But no knock because... But I think... But what I think, there's no knock on those guys and gals. My only thing is that makes them like shit on the game when actually the game is is pretty fun at face value. But I'm more of a casual um, gamer anyway when it comes to that kind of stuff. You just want to know that you have access to it because that's like... Normally, I would have waited. I don't think I've ever really waited on 2K to get it cheap. Matt and I have done after a season. But then I just got the bugs just in me to pay my yearly tithes to the NFL and the NBA when buying those two games. You know, it just is what it is. And I think it's a comic named Ray Marshall who who said it best, where it's like, yeah, every year I get it. Um <laughs> I play it for one for like 15 or 20 minutes and I don't play. I wanted to play it this weekend, but I had like other stuff to do. And like, I want to play some now I bought, I bought this game Sifu. That's a like karate Kung Fu fun game. Supposedly it looks good. It was like 20 bucks. And the kid in me is like, yeah, I love those games like that. And I was like, I wanted, I wanted to play it. I, I, I did have a date last night and there was part of me that wanted to play that game but I was like uh, if I start playing this game I may <laughs> I may never see that girl and I, I want to see that I want to see her so I was like yeah let me just not start playing this game so not that I but I don't think I would never be that involved in a game to where I would not I would pass up on a a, a date with a, a beautiful woman. Uh, but I would get mad that I would be at a point, but maybe I could stop, pause the game and then come back to it when I got home. So, you know, whatever. But what when you play, especially when you play, play a story based game, like you're not going to you're not going to like, you don't you know, you don't want to be away from it. That's kind of the danger with video games. Like where you can kind of get on a tear. Like I was relentless with Metroid Dread. And I after I beat that game, I have not picked up my Nintendo Switch. I was kind of like, because those those games that that takes commitment, just like everything else. So it's like, I don't want to let go. That's part of me not wanting to let go of my maybe some of my childhood or I just don't have time. And it's nice to not to be able to do, to be able to do fun things like see a lady and do comedy or, and just be out or go to a friend's wedding and do life stuff. So I'm trying hard to, I'm not really, no, I'm, I just, I don't want to be a recluse. And that's what I'm, what I'm uh, working on not being a recluse and not having my catcher in the rye, but I'm still being a recluse. 
without a catcher in the rye. Although right now, as it stands, failed running back is currently my catcher in the rye. It did go number one on iTunes, and it did beat some famous people that had more following than I did. So that's that was that's that for now is is a a one shining moment uh, uh, thing in my career. So among other things that I've achieved, that Neil Labute reference goes up there too um so yeah excited about the nfl uh, in a way that i haven't been in ages that like i've been saying for the past few weeks what a bummer about aaron Rodgers. i know people were shitting on it they're making their jokes and all that stuff i thought i got a pretty good one out there saying that like you know tyler perry wrote the script so a light-skinned guy could come and save the day and the light-skinned guy is Colin Kaepernick. And then other people, I see other people uh, trying to say that now after uh, I, I tweeted that out. You know, but whatever. You, you know, you never know what who's watching the things that you're putting out there or saying, even though you're not famous or have a lot of, like, followers on social media. There are people that watch, and I'm not saying people steal your jokes or anything, but, you know, parallel thought is a thing, but... Who knows? You know, people are probably watching and listening. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, so that was that was fun. I want to, you know, this happened a few weeks ago, maybe over a month ago. And I didn't tell you guys anything. And it's not because I was hiding it, hiding it from you. But I got a like from an Instagram model who's become probably my all-time favorite Instagram model, probably one of the most beautiful women on Instagram that I've never met in person or, you know, that I'm not trying to get an ego over this. I'm just saying this is what happened. So you know how these beautiful Instagram models will will make a reel, make a video, and and they lip sync something. Uh, this I should tell if JL is listening to this, he should cover his ears. There's these women, these Instagram models that get on, um, they get on social media. They'll get on Instagram or TikTok, and they'll. I've seen quite a few of them do. This care they lip sync this character. They lip sync the Amanda Seyfried character, Karen, from Mean Girls when she's talking about the weather and she touches her boob to feel whatever her, her weather her the weather is or something I'm from Mean Girls. And so this this Instagram model, her name is Sydney. Her her handle is Sid Fatty, S-Y-D-F-A-T-T-Y. She's not fat, but there are. I'm just going to say she's one of the most beautiful women on Instagram. And she has 100,000, 101,000 followers. I think she's got she's got a little Asian in her, maybe some Latina. Definitely probably she's got some black in her. She does have a black boyfriend. She's doing this she's doing this Karen uh from Mean Girls lip sync and she's like i bet i bet you can't guess what this is from and i just said i just wrote i think i wrote it's like karen or something or it's from mean girls and i just wrote that that's all i that's all i did and i didn't think anything of it nobody else said anything they were just like oh you're fucking hot you're so hot that's all the other people were doing I, like a good follower, just answered her question and said, this is what it's from. And she, like a day, the next day, she's like, you're right. And she just like liked my comment. And I was over the moon that one of the most beautiful people on the Internet kind of knew I existed for five seconds 
I, you know, I, that, that really made me feel good. That really made me feel good about myself. I walked with my head up high for the past month or so because she liked my comment. I think I saved it. I think I screen capped it. If I can find the screen cap, maybe I'll make that the cover. I don't know what I would call it. Maybe like NFL overload and Instagram love. Something like that. Let me maybe maybe I should maybe I should type that. NFL IG love NFL overload and IG love maybe but she's like I mean just just incredible and I forgot to tell you guys I forgot to tell you and she's really cute not only is she beautiful but she's funny and she she knows she's gorgeous she knows it but she's still down to earth and that's something I could that's something I could follow I could follow her for a long time and she eats she eats on camera she like does taste tests this I'm looking at something that she she what does she eat here she went to some like donut spot and she's actually eating the donuts so you know that's that's pretty it's pretty nice she's talking about this donut place and then somebody says I got some with cream filling for you ha 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 fucking creep She's gorgeous. It's just, and she eats food. She's not throwing it up after. She's a healthy woman. She's a woman that likes to eat. She has dogs that she trains. So that means she has the capability to love. So that's, that's good too. She's, it so shows that she's not selfish. And she's not selfish because she showing her beautiful body to everybody. And, I, it's a, what, what a gift, what a gift she is to the internet. Sid Fatty, I salute you. You are a uh, legendary, you're, you're a, a legendary beauty. And, and I, I'm sure you don't have a problem with getting whatever you want. And this is, this is her, like, you know, I see her with, she's got a black boyfriend. I see what these, like they, they have their boy, like, you know, they have a boyfriend or something, but they kind of keep them out of the way. And you could see that they like they have somebody, you know, who else who else has that drink? Who else is taking these pictures at that angle? Selfie sticks don't do that. I know you got a man and it's like I'm not even that's why I, that's why I was like, you know, I just take take that as a win. As like you you acknowledge that I exist on the same planet that you do. I'm good. I'm good. I don't I don't need all the attention that these other guys need. You know I exist, and it is what it is. You know you you we had a connection over Mean Girls, a movie that came out like in 2004. I don't even know how old you were back then. I was 24. You might not even been like you might have been in high school at best, junior high school at best. But you're legal now. And you're a grown woman. And I I salute you. I'm not trying to be like. I'm not trying to be a creep. Everything's above board here. You're 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 national treasure, Sid Fatty. And it is what it is. Um, moving on. So I had to share that. I just, yeah. Deion Sanders, man. The Colorado Buffaloes are 3-0. and That's amazing. I got home late last night, technically this morning. And I was like, oh, my God, they're still playing? They're almost in overtime? They're behind? Oh, God, they're behind? They're coming back? And then I'm like... <laughs> and then I woke up in the middle of the night and saw the Colorado state coach talking and he was like yeah it's sad we lost i was like oh thank god you guys lost because he was talking shit about Dion. 
look, you know, Felder and I talked about this last year when he made the move. And, you know, I, I, I think I remember just saying, like, he's always been like this mercenary type guy. Uh, it's just, it's just been that way. Um, it would it be nice if he'd have stayed or something and maybe became the next Eddie Robinson. That that would be cool. But he he had his sights set on bigger things. And then, you know, black coaches have to go certain routes that um, their white counterparts do not have to go through. He He's a dude that's been coaching for a long time. He's coached kids. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's a cool thing. I like what he's I like what he's doing. He's galvanized that town. People are it's become a, a destination. Tickets are like five hundred bucks. I've heard to go see them play. And uh, he's given these kids chances to um, play now. I don't like how people, well, the media is always going to do what they do. I don't, I don't like how they're trying to, some, some of the media is trying to say, oh, he's making it about him. That's what you kind of hear. But the college football has always been about the coach to some degree. Yeah. You, these players are doing their thing and it's always been like college sports in general, coach K it's all about coach K it's all about Nick Saban. It's all about Bobby Bowden. It's all about whoever, you know? That's how it's always been. But now that a proud black man is is talking that shit, you got a problem with it. And that's always how it is. It's going to be that way. But I see it. I see what y'all are doing. And I don't like it. I hope they can win as much as they can. I hope they keep winning. Be nice to see them go undefeated. I don't know how how uh I don't know how how that goes. I don't know if that's doable. But I hope they they already give, they've already at this point won more than they did last year. So it's all already a success. I'd hope they make a bowl game. And that that other black coach for Colorado State was trying to talk shit and they lost. Because even Dion said in his presser, he was like, oh, if we lost and, and he won, that would have been he would have been insufferable or something to the long along the lines of that. So. I'm happy for him. I grew. I had a poster, his poster on the wall. I remember getting when he was with the Falcons. I remember having I remember getting a poster of him from a book fair. You buy some books and they had like posters and stuff I, I got a I had a him with the Atlanta Falcons and his defensive stance revolutionized the way people played cornerback made people want to play that position he's dedicated his life to football he's dedicated his life to these kids and um, I hope I hope he continues to be successful uh, it doesn't seem like it's a joke. It's not a fluke. So I just hope that he keep continues to win. It's a beautiful thing, man. And um, I didn't. I don't understand all the logistics again uh, for leaving Jackson State or what that they had in facilities or and this and that. Um, you know, you, you don't want to. Uh, shit on a black institution because there's people I know, people in my family that went to HBCUs, they're doing well, making mad loot, making more money than me, killing it. So I just hope that uh, those people that are hmm, how do I want to say it? How do you, how do I want to say I hope the people in in uh, I hope that uh, the people that are I hope people continue to support HBCUs. Uh, I just hope hope that uh, and I hope that Dion keeps winning. You don't have to. It's like Dion even said in his presser. He's like these kids. Did he say that? And he said that in an interview before or after the win. 
he was saying like, yeah, he had this kid and uh, he's been doing it for a long time. And uh, he was doing it at, at an HBCU, but I guess y'all don't get TV where for to get HBCUs. Something he was saying made a joke about it. But for those of for those people that were saying how much they care for those HBCUs, I hope you're donating money, doing what you're supposed to be doing and supporting those schools. Then there's this drama about Stephen A. Smith. I did not get to see him on Joe Budden's podcast, but I saw a bunch of excerpts and clips taken out where he was like uh, shitting on Max Kellerman and saying how it like didn't not really shitting on, but like it didn't work because of X, Y, and Z. Twitter knows the internet knows that when Terrell Owens said that Max Kellerman was blacker than you because the way that he, uh, <laughs> the way that the way that his takes don't align with the average black person on some of the, his takes, that was the end of Max Kellerman on first take. And everybody knows that. So the fact that Stephen A is going to just act like that's not true. Uh, we all know it's true. I don't know that Max Kellerman's blacker than him, but the fact that, the fact that Terrell Owens even said that, that made him mad. So it's like, you got to go, Max. So that's that's what it is. And it ain't even nothing more. He's been wrong on... He's been on the wrong side of a lot of uh, stuff when it comes... Granted, if whether you like the... Whether he likes the Cowboys or what he thinks of uh, Kyrie or any of that shit. It's that, it's that Black Lives Matter stuff, that Kaepernick stuff. Whenever a serious issue comes up, Stephen A. seems to be on the wrong side of it when it comes to black folk. Not all the time, but but some more than one time. I think Stephen A.'s talented. I, I listen to his audiobook. I listen to his takes sometimes, but when it comes to when you when you want nuanced thought and opinion, I don't go to him. I don't go to him for that. I like Bomani Jones. I like Lebatard's takes sometimes. I like I like to hear what as far as black folk, I like to hear what Bomani says about sports. And it's funny that the people that, that have done that, that have spoken up, they ain't working right now. They will they work again? They will, but Bomani ain't at ESPN no more. So everybody knows what the deal is, man. What else? Oh, comedy news. The uh, Hassan Minaj. There's a piece in the New Yorker about him embellishing his stories that were in his uh, last two specials. I saw. I think that's fucked up. I don't know the guy. I think he's really talented. I watched that Homecoming King and said to a friend, another friend who's a comic, I said, if that man don't do nothing else with a special, he did it. He did it. He did it with that Homecoming King. That shit was fire. I was looking up just to refresh my memory on, on what I read on Friday. And, you know, when he his name came up, somebody said, I was never a fan of <laughs> <laughs> bullshit what's that what's that picture of the little kid in the in the uh car seat a uh, bullshit when somebody says something bullshit no that dude's funny man he's talented but if you purport yourself to be this thing and say all this stuff has ha- happened to you and it ain't true that's fucked up that's as not as bad as Steve Ranazizi saying that he was in one of the buildings at, during 9-11 and he lied about the shit. It's not as bad as that, but it's but then but then when you when you talk about this girl not going out with you at prom and you seeing her with another dude and then Shorty says, yeah, Hassan and I were kind of friendly or dating or whatever, but we we broke up before the homecoming dance 
And, you know, like, it wasn't like I dumped him on the day of the dance. And a lot of this shit not adding up is, like, that's not good. Because he's using, like, slideshows and doing this PowerPoint presentation stuff and saying that this happened and it didn't happen. That's 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 kind of fucked up. Now, as and the stuff that he does, his style of comedy, what he's been doing as far as his specials go. He's been he's been using clips, not clips, but like I think that he used I think he might have, I know he did in his last one, the King's Jester, but I'm not I don't remember if he did it with Homecoming King. I'm not hundred percent. It's been a couple years. And then one of my homies sent me a another one of my comedian friends sent me a a tweet of a couple people. Uh, so comics lie or they lie. I mean, they, they embellish and it's like, no, not the way that he's saying this shit is true. And then when researchers, when you, when you're called on it, they're not, they're not, you're not, they, those people think they're defending comedy. You're not defending comedy. Yeah. Comedians can say whatever they want. But if you're if you're saying something's true and you lied about it, it's not good. Are you going to go to jail for it? No. But I'm going to look at you different. I'm like that's fucked up. I was riding with you. I was. I don't. I don't look at him the same. I think he'll be all right. Is Steve Ranazizi all right? Yeah, he's touring the country. He's good. I opened for him in 2009. No, 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 no. Like 2012, he was touring. He's fine. I'm sure he's got dates on the calendar. Hasan Minaj has a great fan base. They'll come see him still. He might even spin it and talk about this. You know, talk about this situation. I think I think it's coming close to him probably getting the Daily Show, and they and they put that out. But I I don't know. I think man, I think he'll be all right. I did a show show I did on Wednesday night. It's talking about my dead dad. And uh, I was giving my drink tickets away. I gave them to these uh, to to some black women. Okay, and they were like, "Oh, I liked your, I liked your set or whatever." And um, one of them, one of the girls, was talking through my set, and I made her be quiet. I, I just I didn't say nothing to her. Like sh- I didn't say shut up or shut the fuck up. I was just saying, yeah, and we were talking like, you know, just like this person over here that's talking while I'm talking as I'm like trying to talk about my uh, life and trying to make you laugh. You know, she's talking and, and she was like, oh, man. But anyway, this one girl, one of the women said to me, oh, did your did your father really die? I said, no, he he didn't die. He's not. Dead. And I was like, yeah, he's dead. Why would I be? Why would I speak that into the universe? If my dad's still alive, I said, yeah, he, he passed away. Yeah. He's not here anymore. And she's like, oh, okay. Cause you know that like, I don't, why would you lie about that? No, there's, there might be like embellishing, you know, embellishing truth. Like, oh, yesterday I went to this. You didn't go yesterday. You might, that might've happened last week or might happen two years ago. Like I'll say like in, um, a bit or something, I'll say in 2018, yada, 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 this happened. And this is what happened. This happened to me. And it did. But it just, I'm not, I don't know. There, there's dramatic license, but like, dude, you're you're not telling the truth. When you're saying you got hate mail and anthrax was in it, there was powder in the, in the mail, in the letter. That's, and it, and that didn't happen. That's lying. You lying about your, your, that's your kid. So I think, I think that shit is whack. I think he's talented. I think he'll be all right. Uh, the people that was riding with him, they still going to ride with him. Louis CK still has a career, uh, still has specials that I've bought <laughs> to watch. Uh, Ain't nothing gonna happen to him. He he gonna be fine. But I just I just look at him differently. It's like cause 
It's like, damn, that's all that shit happened to you. Damn. Like I'm, I'm riding with that story and the story about like getting like an F secret FBI agent and all that stuff. That shit didn't really happen. Shit is wild, man. This, the stuff we do for this, this business, man, man, Make you think if you should lie about shit just so you could get stuff, but I, I'm 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 not built that way. I'm not trying to be higher than now or holier than now, whatever you say. But man, I try to speak my truth, and and I like the way it's going for me. But we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. I think it'll be good. I think Roy Wood Jr. should get the job. Friend of the podcast, Roy Wood Jr. is staring staring him right in the face. Get that man the job, man. Dude is a beast. Five-tool comedian. And I don't think he lying about nothing like that. I don't, you know, but it is what it is, man. It's going to be what it is. Um, What else? I think I've, I've blabbed enough. You know, I, the last time I was on, I was talking about, like, I went to this barbecue spot. This fat boy, here's a little tiny fat boy corner. But I went to this barbecue spot um, in my area, and I had never been before. The meat was good. The the ribs, I had ribs, they were good. I wasn't impressed by the, the greens or the mac and cheese. But I did season both those greens and mac and cheese, and it tasted better. But I don't think I'll get sides from them anymore unless it's like, fries or something you can't really fuck up fries but uh that's that um movies i talked about a bunch of movies on patreon so you can go over there um i'm i'm excited to see outlaw johnny black which is the the latest uh from michael jai white and he's he directs he's directs and stars it's in limited release. Um, I was going to try to catch it yesterday, but I was busy. And I think by the time I get around to being able to see it, it might be out of the theaters. But at any rate, it might be something that I, that I just buy on uh, digital. So we'll see. But there's other stuff coming. Um, what I don't I'm not aware of anything coming down the pike. I haven't been to the movies I haven't been to AMC in a in a in a bit. Um but hopefully there's something good coming within the next week or so. Um all right. Oh, the creator's coming out. The John David Washington uh looks like it's gonna be like that uh children of men type. Maybe it looks like it has a children of men type vibe, so we'll see. Good stuff's coming. All right, folks. Well, I think that's it for this week. I think I've bombarded you enough with my vocal stylings. I think that you've got quite an entertaining podcast, if I must say so myself. Um, go Black Quarterbacks um, and and Josh Allen. I haven't forgot. It's a rough one for you uh, last week. Sorry about Aaron Rodgers. Um um, I feel bad for the Jets fans because he came out with that flag and it was going to be something and he was really charming on the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, what the fuck, what is that show, Uncensored? Oh my God, Hard Knocks. He was charming on that. They were going to plays together. They were going to the mainstream Broadway plays. Uh, and yeah, it's... It, that that really sucks. I'm glad that receiver Garrett Wilson got that touchdown. That looks good. And that kid that they that made just made barely made the team. That was pretty dope. So they got some promise. So they're one and oh as of this recording. So I yeah, you you want to see your local teams do something. You don't want to especially I think if you live in New York City and and here I go blabbing again. But I think if you live in the New York City area, it's kind of in your best interest to want these teams to do to be decent. 
you know? Because a lot of people just, a lot of other, a lot of people are in better moods when that that's going around. And then you just don't want to hear the sports casters just being such in such like horrible moods. All right. I think that's it. I think I've, I've, I've talked enough and I think that it's time for you to get on with the rest of your week. And I hope this podcast has given you some kind of entertainment, some kind of something to think about. If there's things that you'd like me to talk about on the show, I will do that. And I hope that you're doing well. This finds you doing well. Hope it's gotten you through your commute, uh, through your laundry, which I need to fold my laundry. Um, and I, I just, you know, I really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you listening. And I will talk to you all next time. Take it easy, everybody.